ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Have you ever had a pap test before? I know that's probably not a question you're expecting to get so cold. Sorry for being so forward, but stay with me. Fortunately, those of us who have had to endure these tests need to only do so once every three years or so. But today, here is the story of one woman who got a pap test every day for 21 years. I'm Tegan Taylor and this is Quick Smart, a show that feeds you big ideas in bite-sized pieces. So why on earth would this woman subject herself to such a thing? How did her husband get all the credit? And what groundbreaking medical discoveries can be traced back to her sacrifice? One person who has been probing the deaths of this issue, sorry, yuck, is Belinda Smith. <laughs> Hi, Belle. Hi, Teagues. Thanks for that. <laughs> Tell me about Mary. Mary. This Mary is Mary Papanokalu, born Andromash, which means a woman fighting alongside men. Which, oh my gosh, I love that. You know, we'll come back to that later and you'll be like, mm, mm, oh, perfect name. <laughs> so I've been looking into this for ABC Science and the Health Report. And I spoke to a whole bunch of um, very senior researchers in this space. And they all said the same thing. She was amazing. I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but they all said that she was amazing. Uh, so Mary was born in 1890 and she was, by all accounts, a very cultured, very well-educated woman. And she ended up marrying George Papanokalau. Now, George was a medical scientist and they emigrated to the US where he wanted to get his foot in the research door and study the uh, reproductive cycle of guinea pigs. Why wouldn't you? Why well, wouldn't well, This is like the early 1900s. It's the cutting edge (laughs) science, right? And in doing so, he realised that you can gauge at what point a guinea pig is in its reproductive cycle, whether it's about to ovulate, by sampling the vaginal fluids of the guinea pig. Two words I wasn't expecting to hear on this podcast. Continue, please. (laughs) Uh, And uh, then he thought, well, maybe we could extend that to humans. Because he didn't have a licence to use real-life human subjects, he talked to his wife about this, Mary, and uh, she volunteered. So there you go, 21 years of daily vaginal fluid samples. Probably not the pap tests that we've been used to. Like there probably wasn't a speculum involved, thankfully. (laughs) Um, But there was a little bit of a um, a slurping up of fluid. (laughs) <laughs> using a glass pipette, kind of like a turkey baster. <laughs> and because Mary was like this really well-educated woman, she was actually his like main right-hand person. She was his lab technician. She worked in his lab the entire time that he had a lab. But because Cornell University, which is where they worked, well, they didn't like to pay spouses for their work. She did all of this for no money. Because she was, she was actually like culturing her own cells and staining her own samples. Mm. Like she wasn't just a donor. A donor. <laughs> she was also actually hands-on involved with the the nuts, the sorts of stuff that research assistants would do today. Absolutely, a- absolutely. She was kind of running the show. Um, he had the big ideas, I guess, but um, she was training up other technicians as well. So she was an integral part of this whole operation, not just as a volunteer with her own 
vaginal <laughs> slurpings every day, but uh, in, uh, yeah, like you said, the processing side of things as well. So she actually recruited a whole lot of other women to donate their own samples too. And from this, we got the pap test as, as we know it today, because one of these women went on to develop cervical cancer. Oh. And so by looking at the cells that were in her samples, George could actually identify the precancerous cells before she got symptoms, before she got really sick. And that formed the basis of cytology, essentially the basis of the pap test until, you know, very recently, which was the standard way of detecting cervical cancer early. So that's not even what they were setting out to look for originally. That was sort of an awful coincidence. Exactly right. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's why they got more women involved because cervical cancer at the time was a big killer of women. He thought there could be a way to detect it, but you, you needed a lot of women to get to get someone who was actually going to uh, go on to develop cancer. So, yeah, it was a bit of a rough trot for, for George and Mary because even after they showed that you could see precancerous cells, their ideas weren't really taken very seriously by the rest of the, the research in the medical field. It took a good 20 years for the test to be used more widely. I always thought that the PAP in PAP test stood for human papillomavirus. Me too. And it's Papanicolo. Exactly right. I would, I like to think it's named after Mary and not George, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately is probably George. Uh, he got nominated for the Nobel Prize at least 18 times. Unsuccessful, didn't actually win it in the end, but um, he made quite a splash. He and Mary made quite a splash. And so can we put numbers around how many lives the pap test has saved since it has been adopted in the medical setting? You could safely say millions of lives. So in Australia, you could get a pap test if you wanted to until sort of the early 1990s. And then there was this real push to get women tested every couple of years. And when that happened, you saw the incidence of cervical cancer halve because it was caught early and could be treated early. You could do something about the cells that were perhaps precancerous there. And then, of course, you know, if it goes on to develop into cancer, you can get into treatments earlier. So it had a a marked effect on survival rates for anyone with a cervix, really. There's been a couple of changes to cervical cancer prevention in Mm. recent years. We've got the HPV vaccine, which is obviously a massive game changer. And also people can now take their own vaginal swabs, much like Mary did back in the day. We've kind of come full circle. Yep, that's right. Yep. So the uh, the self-testing is done in a clinic. So you have to go to your doctor. Um, they'll give you the swab and a little container to pop the swab into. Then they'll give you some privacy. So you can go behind a curtain, insert the swab into the vagina, swirl it around for maybe 20, 30 seconds, and then pop it in the container. And then it gets sent off to be analysed. And the analysis has changed a bit as well. So where a pap test would look at cells that had been taken from the cervix itself and try to look for those signs that perhaps the HPV virus is in there. So you might get misshapen cells, you might get cells with extra nucleuses inside them. There's a whole bunch of different kind of, I guess, signs that these cells have been infected by HPV. Now, the new testing looks for the actual genetic material from the virus, the DNA, which gets shed into the vagina. And so it's kind of a bit like a COVID test. I was going to say, it sounds like a PCR <laughs> test. It is. They run a PCR and um, they try to find signs of that that virus. It's a, it's a massive legacy for a woman born in the 1800s. Hmm. Look, her legacy really does live 
on in a really positive way. So I've spoken to a lot of women who work in this space and they all say that they just can't overstate her contribution because without her, we wouldn't have that basis for what became the PAP test, which was the primary test for precancerous cells for 50 years and is still being widely used, only just now being superseded. Um, that in itself is, is quite an accomplishment. Oh, well, either way, I am formally petitioning for the PAP test to be renamed the Mary test <laughs> in her honour. The Andromash test. Andromash, <laughs> fighting alongside men. That's I love right. it. Much like you and me, Belle Smith. That's Thanks for joining doing. me. <laughs> no worries. Thanks, Teagues. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.